You are tuning into 30 Minute Moment Podcast with Evelyn and Lakita. This podcast was created to educate, empower, and have open dialogue on current issues surrounding everyday life, mental health, and relationships. This week's discussion is on school in the digital age and changes to our educational system during COVID, as well as how we can prepare as parents and educators for distance learning. Ms. Trina Freeman, who is a science teacher at Faith Middle School on Fort Benning Army Installation and also the 2021 Dodia America Southeast District Teacher of the Year, will be joining us for this discussion. Sit back and relax. We have an awesome show waiting just for you. Welcome to 30 Minute Moment Podcast with Evelyn and Lakita. Hello. Yes, we have an awesome show um, for you guys. Um, We want to talk about the hot topic of this week. I know for Columbus, Georgia, and I think for Phoenix City, too, is school and going back to school and everything. So we definitely want to talk about that. And we also have a special guest with us today, an educator um, who will kind of be talking about their um perspective on it, talk about the things that they're doing now that uh, we have started with um, digital learning and everything. So we definitely want to be able to uh, talk about that and everything too. So yes. I'm excited. I am too. So first of all, um, Kita, how did you prepare for this new school this summer. Mm-hmm. Well, I call it the new school year because again, it's definitely new to um, Sydney and I. Mm-hmm. Just speaking, me personally, um, mm-hmm. very different. Um, preparing basically, I was um, been in tune to all the, you know, the news that's going on around, and also. Um, getting involved, not just mm-hmm. with the um, school locally, but also looking at the, um, you know, the Alabama system, um, the education system as a whole, um, mm-hmm. just into um, their plans. And because um, that's the area, that's the city we're, uh, state we're in, Alabama. So just uh-huh. taking a look at what they had to offer for pre-K, because she oh, is yes. going to pre-K four, so their um, look system look school look is totally different from you know the K through twelve. So I was definitely taking a deep dive and um, trying to look at all the precautions they ha- they're trying to um, put in place in the school system, mm-hmm. and um, just trying to see which route was best. So what about you? Um, so we're in the Muskogee County school system. And with that, uh, like you said, it's a little different. One thing that um, I noticed just by talking to different parents is that uh, the different school days itself is um, set up differently. And to be honest, um, I did not know what to expect from the school, from starting off school until I actually you know, started school to my kids started school. And, but I have been trying to prepare myself mentally um, for the first day of school since, you know, I found out that 
we were going to be coming back digitally. At first, they gave us an option, um, virtual versus um, digital. And then then they went and pretty much after hearing from the CDC and everything. And now I think also looking at different school systems that were going back to school and how they were um, coming up with challenges as far as when it comes to COVID, then it kind of changed to, okay, we're just going to do virtual. And they're saying that's three and a half weeks. Um, but we, it may be longer to be honest, just with, um, I know Harris County, had just recently had, I think I, the last number I saw was 135 people. Um, don't quote me because I could be wrong. And if you are in Harris County and you know the exact number, please let us know um, what that is so that we're not misquoting or making it worse than what it is. But I know that there was a, a good number of people who had become positive with COVID with just returning back to the school and everything. So that's definitely something that I had to mentally prepare myself, whether I was sending them back to school or whether I'm keeping them at home. It's definitely a unique experience having them at home, but uh, we have to get creative when it comes to it and everything. Very, very creative. Um, and also um, creative for the parents and the, the students, because again, it's, it's, you know, it was another thing dealing with, um, you know, the quarantine and COVID and um, isolation, you know, being, you know, social distancing yourself. But now mm -hmm. it's, it's another thing where you're um, trying to get this new norm, should I say, yeah. new process of how school should look, you know. Definitely, definitely, definitely. It is. Um so with that being said, uh, a little introduction to our guest, um, who is a educator, like I said, because uh, we wanted to bring somebody in that was kind of like an expert on this and somebody that could kind of add to our conversation and then, you know, also give you guys tips from a teacher. So we have Miss Trina Freeman, who is also um the 2021 dodia america southeast district teacher of the year Ooh, and then also um she's a science teacher at don c faith middle school in on fort benning um georgia she teaches eighth grade so you know she got that awkward stage of kids, but she loves teaching them. Um, and then she teaches integrated science. Oh, yeah, of eighth grade integrated science, and also is certified certified in advancement via individual determination or AVID um, by supporting military connected students in technology enhanced classrooms. So we are going to bring Miss Trina on so she can add to the conversation yes hi hey Trina. <laughs> hello yes hello. thank you for joining us today and yeah. thank you for just you know being um a teacher you know with your act congratulations also on your accolade of being the 2021 dodia america southeast district teacher of the year that's a big accomplishment 
Yes, yes. I was very excited when they told me, you know, that I was selected as teacher. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, definitely. Um, yes. Excited about that. So tell us about your time teaching. How long have you been teaching? Well, I've been teaching for 10 years and Woo! it is so fast. <laughs> I feel like it feels like I just started teaching. I, I don't know. It's went by so fast, but um, mm -hmm. I've done a lot in teaching. Um, I've been on the continuous school improvement teams um, at my school, which uh, every school goes through like accreditation processes. Mm -hmm. um, where they just kind of look at what you're doing at the school with data, um, how you're helping students be successful. Um, so not only have I kind of looked at school in the perspective of teaching students, but kind of looking at um, how schools are actually ran and, and, and become accredited. So I was actually on that team and I was able to oh. go through the process um, with Don C. Faith. And so that was a great experience for me. Um, I've been the team leader several times on my eighth grade team, you know, showing those leadership skills, uh, doing meetings with my teachers and just, you know, talking about student achievement, because that's the most important thing for us is to see our students, you know, excel and do their best in their classes. And so I've I've been on many teams where, you know, I've, I've had to facilitate meetings and things like that mm -hmm. um, with students that were struggling and, and different things like that. And like I said, I did AVID as well. So, I mean, I've I've done it pretty much been in all these different perspectives in, in education at my school. And so um, that kind of helped propel me um, as teacher of the year for, um, you know, being able to be exposed to all those different areas in my school. And it's helped me to just understand education holistically. You know, okay. you can see it from one perspective as being a a general ed teacher in your classroom. Mm -hmm. When you start getting into these, um, you know, organizations and meeting after school with parents and the community and the district, you start to really understand, you know, the whole education system. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot and I, and I definitely love what I do. Yes. Oh, that's I wonderful. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have one question also. Avid, sure. what is Avid? So advancement via individual <laughs> determination. This was actually a class created for those who are underserved um, in four year universities. So um, maybe you're a first generation um, for your family, first uh, kid to go to college. Um, what were some other things? So we look for kids, you know, not necessarily the highest GPA, but like maybe a 3.0 GPA um, were some of the things that we look for for these kids. And basically what we did was teach them how to take notes in class. Um, we had tutorials set up with them and we actually had each student had to take an upper level course, like an algebra class or a Spanish class or a Chinese class. So and oh, we wow. helped them. Um, in those classes during the tutorials. And my favorite part about teaching AVID was actually we went on college road trips. And oh, one of our favorite uh, college road trips was to go to Tuskegee because I love how Tuskegee students really embrace their campus. And they really made our students like feel like you guys could, this could be you, you know, this could be you when you graduate high school, you could be walking around this college campus getting your degree. And so, 
AVID is just, just a program to kind of help those kids to propel them and, and get them ready for college. And they really do well. We have parties and it's just, it's a really fun class for them. Um, and so when they asked me, did I, was I interested in, you know, taking the certification for the class? And when I found out what it was, I just fell in love with it. I just, I love it. So it's a great class for our kids. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Wow. I like that. Yeah. And so, you know, a question um, we would like to, you know, propose to our viewers and listeners. Um, so tell us, you know, with this whole new change of how school looks, um, tell us some tips um, for the parents and the students going back into this new school look or school arena. Virtual oh, and person. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's a tough one. <laughs> so some tips. Um, well, one of the things that I would say for parents and students, you know, the thing about this pandemic and what we're going through, this is brand new to education. Mm-hmm. Um, so flexibility on the parents end, on the teachers end, on the district end, everyone needs to be flexible because things may change at a moment's time. Evelyn, you just talked about how your kids uh, were going to be virtual for three weeks, but we're not really sure they could Mm -hmm. go back into the classroom. They could not go back into the classroom. So, you know, one of my tips would be, you know, be understanding of the situation. Nobody has all of the answers. The principals don't have all the answers. The superintendents don't have all the answers. So we need to be flexible and understand what situation that we're in and and try to kind of roll with what we have, you know, with the virtual learning. Yeah, it's not ideal, you know, to have your kids first day in front of a computer. I understand that, you know, that can be a difficult thing, but we can also make it fun. You know, I, I've taught virtual um, for VIP kid uh, for a while now. And, you know, I try to make my classes fun. You know, we got the hype button. We're in here. You know, we're, we're making classes, a place where kids want to be, you know what I mean? So there's some things that you can do to kind of make, you know, this environment fun and, and make it engaging for kids. And, and so, you know, my thing is for parents and for anybody that's listening, you know, just be flexible, be understanding of, of what we're in and also to be engaged. That was one thing that I mentioned on my teacher talk um, with my colleagues about, you know, just encouraging parents to be engaged, you know, find out what's going on, find out what classes your kids are taking and, you know, be a support system for them during this time, because this is really tough for our kids, even though our kids are resilient and they're going to get through it because I believe in them and they're going to do what they're going to do. But, you know, they definitely need to know that mom and dad are in their corner, corner, grandma, grandma's at the house, grandma in your corner, you know, that they have that support team around them to, to kind of get us through this time. So definitely to be engaged and definitely to be flexible. um, Yes. So I I heard when you were saying to um, be engaged in everything, and you were giving examples about um, just knowing uh, what's going on in the classrooms and stuff. One way that I myself um, am trying to be engaged is I'm trying to learn the platform that my kids are using. Sure, um, when the teacher says that, hey, we're working on trying to figure out, trying to show the kids how to get in Canvas, I'm learning how to get in Canvas too. I'm learning how to log on to 
their um, devices. I'm telling them, hey, this is how you log on to your devices. This is where you go where your homework is. I can see your homework. So if you tell me you don't have homework, I know where to find it <laughs> and everything. So that's one way that I have been engaged. So but another thing that I know that happens is as parents, you know, um, for me, I'm working at home. And I don't know, Lakita is too. Mm-hmm. It's two. Yeah. We're working at home, but then we're also um, trying to manage the kids and their stuff while working at home at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that could cause a lot of burnout and stuff. So um, what tips do you have for parents as far as um, getting engaged, but staying engaged? Because it this may be a long road. So <laughs> what are some things that we can do to kind of stay in the race? Yeah, well, just as you said, definitely learning the platforms that your kids are in. I know my school uses a Facebook group and um, I know on Facebook you can kind of like pop up notifications on your phone about, you know, every time that the uh, Facebook group posts things. And so that's one way to um, keep yourself updated with what's going on within the school and just Mm -hmm. also having conversations with your kids. You know, your kids should be able to you know, speak to you about what's going on in their mm-hmm. classes and, you know, what they're doing and how they're doing in their classes and, and just really having that detailed conversation. Um, not just scratching the surface. Well, how was your day? No, let's let's get specific. How did that history test go? Did you mm-hmm. feel like you did your best on it or could you have done better? What can I do to support you? And just kind of following through with that. And also too, you know, not waiting I feel like a lot of times parents may wait till you know the end of the nine weeks to try to you know get things together. Really, mm-hmm. should be checking in on a weekly basis. You yes. know, checking in, checking in, see how they're doing, see how they're doing because nine weeks is is a long span of time. You know, uh, before you're really knowing what's going on with uh, your child or mm-hmm. your daughter or son. So definitely checking in on a weekly basis. I know some of the campuses use grade speeds and infinite campuses, yes. and they have things that you can set triggers uh, for grades when grades are dropping and things like that. So those are just little tools that are in there. And some parents, they just get in, they log in, they play around with those little things so they can get the messages popping up on their phones um, as those messages come through of how their kid's doing and you know having those conversations with them. Yeah, infinite campus is something that we use and everything we use too. So yeah. I definitely I'm familiar with that and everything. Yeah. What do you use that too, Lakita? So, you know, well, now you you know with dealing with pre K, pre K, yeah, preschool. So it's it's, it's a little different. Um, it's a more of the Google Meet. <laughs> it's more of the Google Meet, so the pre-recorded um, setup for her at the moment. Um, but I, but what I'm hearing from from Trina is definitely getting involved, um, pulling up a chair. Sounds like mm-hmm. and um, um, getting in the classroom at times, keeping in. Don't just leave them there. That's what right. it sounds like. Don't leave them there, but definitely peek in and l- learn the system a little bit. And I like the idea of the alerts. So that was a good tip. And again, I'm new to the canvas. This is you all informing me as well. For um, in case, you know, kindergarten or first grade years to come. Yes. But great tips. I know. Great tips. And it, 
and it's it's crazy. I saw like a meme of a five year old um sitting at a desk looking at the computer and it was talking about like I'm five years old and they expect me to know how to send emails and get on Zoom <laughs> at the age of five. So and I think I was talking to somebody earlier today, but our, our kids are definitely gonna be resilient. Like they're gonna they're gonna be advanced at things because they're gonna know how to work a computer and yeah. it's at a, a young age they're gonna know about zoom and they're gonna know how to get into all these things like i know with muskogee county they have uh i want to say this um what's it called this this it got to be at least like 12 numbers um as a id number for for their emails and stuff and my kids know that number by heart like it's 12 numbers in order to get into their stuff so i mean these kids are going to be resilient in in what they're doing and stuff you know just by by the age that we're in now it's a digital it's a digital age anyway but but the fact that we are um preparing them by because we're being pushed to prepare them at a younger mm -hmm. age, it's going to help them in the long run because they're going to be able to maneuver all these things like that. In 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 college, they they should know how to um, send an email, start up their own Zoom, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, meet up with friends and everything. But that's just yeah. like the I want. We do have one comment on here, and um, Mr. T.J. Turner says that uh, we're doing full virtual where I'm teaching for the first nine weeks. And I want to say that he's in Alabama um, and they're, um, they're going to be doing the full virtual for the first nine weeks. I honestly, I, I predicted that's what's going to happen, especially with um, everything that's been going on. And I think mm -hmm. that's what um, we were talking about before you got on here, you know, just talking about how people have been preparing for it and how, and how, um, that you have to mentally prepare for it and stuff. And mm -hmm. I've even heard people preparing physically for this because of COVID, you know, making sure you're taking your vitamins, making sure you are washing your hands, wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Those are physical ways that people have prepared to enter back into this um, workforce and, and everything. Mm -hmm. And another thing I would like to highlight too is that um, one of the moms at my school um, Miss Adrian Burgess, shout out to Adrian Burgess. Um, started out, started a, a um, praying moms group. Um, yes. growing in, going into the school year, and what we do is, um, for our school, we pray for, we pray for one of our, we have multiple children. We pray for uh, one child. Um, and then everybody in that group pays for their child. We pray for the teacher. We pray for administration. We pray for the school district um, and everything. And we pray for our group. And we do that in order to, you know, to build up and just prepare ourselves for the things that are to come and everything to build up that strength um, in us or whatever so that we can support um, other moms and, and dads and families and then also support each other in the group so that's another way so i can say you prepare we prepare mentally physically and spiritually 
for um kids to return back to school and, and yeah, stuff. Definitely, yeah definitely build that network because again every parent every student um somewhere is experiencing the same thing that we are experiencing so definitely network we do build um upon each other you know one person may have found out a creative way to do a particular um building team building or whatever it is at mm -hmm. home we mesh it together and boom problem solved so i definitely um encourage the group buildings and networking yeah. absolutely community i think is is very important especially during this time mm -hmm. um i see a lot of people been posting you know they got their whiteboards up with their kids schedules and mm -hmm. stuff like that you know and i think that's a great way to kind of keep our kids you know on a a routine um as they're getting up in the morning and preparing for their classes and you know that's that's a good thing you know and that's something that teachers would normally do you know have some kind of routine that's something that we would do in the first week so it's nice to see parents posting that and that may motivate other parents well maybe i need to put up a whiteboard and kind of have a routine for my kids in the morning so that we can kind of progress through this uh, virtual learning with a little bit more ease. So we're not like where I'm supposed to be, where I log in, da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. So we can just kind of organize ourselves. So community is definitely important to help build each other, share ideas, and just know that you're not in this alone. Yes. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And depending upon the school district, I know um, some school districts are allowing um, total virtual for a particular time frame. And some um, like in Muskogee, I know they still have to go in uh, for one class or not, depending upon the grade level from what I'm hearing. Um, I know Phoenix City in Alabama, Phoenix City, Alabama was given the option to do in person or virtual. So, you know, whatever, or it's a hybrid, they would call it, um, right. or you can do total virtual. So um, whatever um, form of um, meeting those school needs and going to school that um, a parent decide you, you're doing what's best for you and, and your family. So I do want to put out there, do not beat up those who have to take the yes. child to um, in school and and um, condone the people who are keeping the child for virtual because you know everybody's situation is different. It is, it is, and um, like I mean, there's there's no right or wrong way. Um, we just have to do the the or take the necessary precautions to remain safe. And and at the end of the day, some people don't have an option of virtual versus in school. Some people whose kids are doing virtual school still have to send their children to daycare in order for them to learn and um, so that they can continue to go to work to be able to take care of their household and stuff. So yeah, we don't, it's, it's right. already stressful enough to have to go through, you know, going through being in this time anyway. So we want to make sure that we're not causing any more unnecessary stress by kind of chastising people on their decisions on whether they wanted to give their kids, um, take their kids to school or not and everything. So we want to keep that in mind. You know, Absolutely. you don't have something nice to say, don't say nothing at all. So yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So another topic that we wanted to talk about was um, the college and college. universities and uh, everything. We want to touch, 
Look, yes, look, we know they grow when they get to their masters. We're talking about the undergrad babies right now. Undergrad <laughs> 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 babies. Look, who just getting out there and getting the feet wet? Excited yeah. to go off Yes. So yeah. Kita, you can um talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, you know, there's been different um scenarios going around. Um, you know, a lot of college students um are going back and you know those um schools have taken um certain precautions for those students that's returning. But you know, there are some that's going to college and just dusting everything out the window. For instance, the incident that happened in University of North Carolina. I don't know if you all heard about that or seen where the cases had increased and they're trying to send students back now. So, send them back um, home? They're trying to because, you know, the, na- the cases that went up. And oh, then, wow. you know, the um, situation that happened in University of Alabama, Tuscaloosa, they had a big block party. Oh, no, no mass um, for what around eighty percent of the students that were out there at the black block party. So you know, just because we want to encourage our college students, just because you go away, um, definitely take those same precautions um, with you wherever you're going, um, yeah. because it you're gonna you don't want to bring it back to your family. You definitely don't want to you know spread it amongst each other. Yes, you don't want to bring it back to your roommate. No, no. So we definitely want our college students to take precaution and heighten that awareness because it's very important. Yes. I know one thing that I saw with some of the um because you know we're we're here with CSU and one of the things that I saw is the CSU students, their mass is cute. I want a mass, it's like a little cougar mouth or whatever and everything (laughs) and it's cute but i have seen that you know um i would assume so that there are some college campuses that are preparing by you know providing masks for their students and being in full support of wearing masks and everything so i thought that was neat and so but yeah and you know recently auburn shout out for you they just put in a stricter <laughs> policy that they um all students or whoever is walking on campus must have their masks on on mm-hmm. campus walking out and about and inside the buildings so mm-hmm. i think you know a lot of schools now colleges universities are adapting to okay we just got to put our foot down even the school security they're like oh we're watching Anybody, yeah. it's like now we gotta watch if you don't have your mask on. What you gonna write a ticket, you know? Because back in the day, that's what they sort of did with during the mm-hmm. Spanish flu, you know, oh. they had went to that, um, to that extreme, I would say, where they had just start writing tickets because again, people weren't wearing their masks, and that was the only way they could find a way, um, you know. So it's no, no longer the seat belts now. It's like, okay, do you have your mask on when you're driving? <laughs> well, not when you're driving. Right. Right. Nah. Walk in no, or, no, you <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another subject for another day. Driving, yes. With your mask. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, but I mean, I think. Especially when it's going into an election year, which is also another topic or whatever. These are the things that people are paying attention to um, because, like, you know, the government has a big part in education. We have, you know, we have that in, in D.C. about 
um, just, you know, how we, are we going to move forward in this? Because um, like Trina said earlier, um, this is new to everybody and this is um, affecting everybody. It's changing the way that we are doing things now or going to be doing things in the future. So we we have to take heed and, and also like be mindful of the things that are happening right now because this is going to shape um, the generations to come. Um, it's going to shape policy um, and everything. So we have to, especially parents, we have to be mindful of how things are going now so that when it comes time to vote for these things that affect the kids and affect schools and stuff that we are aware and we're able to make informed decisions on that. So you have to make sure that you are paying attention to what's going on now and everything. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, with us being a Southern belt, um, we're big on football down in the Georgia, Alabama, Florida, South Carolina, the whole Southern belt. Look, SEC. (laughs) <laughs> the whole SEC is big on football. So, you know, uh, that was a tangle. Should we have football? Should we not have football? So, mom, the SEC will have football, um, but they have limited those tickets for ticket uh-huh. holders, and they are requiring masks. So, you know, it's a, it's a change. So, yeah. a lot of change coming out. It's mm-hmm. all for the good um, yeah. for us as a community as a whole. Yes, and I know for I I'm I went to HBCU, my Miles College, <laughs> um, and in the SIAC, they've actually moved the season to the spring. So they're there's they're moving the, um those games, you know. So Majesty the Classic, I think it's gonna be in April, that's y'all. <laughs> yes. and that's gonna be different because <laughs> I know, right? Usually that's held in October. So that's going to be very... It's still going to be hot. Yeah, it's still going to be hot. It is. It's still going to be hot. But look, let me tell you this. This is a funny fact. And I have found this every time. Every year after Magic City Classic, it gets cold. So time to Magic City Classic, it gets cold. It gets cold. But now we don't. We got to figure out when it's uh-huh. going to get cold. Because with Georgia weather, the same thing could happen. It could be hot one day in April, then the next thing you know, it rains and it's freezing. So, <laughs> so it probably could be. Yeah, you never know with with Georgia or with just down here at all. This is all discombobulated or whatever. But definitely, I mean, it's, this this year, these years, I would say twenty twenty one is definitely something different or whatever. And I want to shift just for um, a second, because I think all of us went to Walden University, right? Didn't you go to Walden too? Yes, all of us went to Walden University uh, and everything. And even that itself, um, being going to school during a pandemic, is something serious because I promise you, it's like I never get from in front of a computer. I roll (laughs) out of the bed, I go to a computer, uh, some mornings I work on my dissertation and then when eight o'clock hits, I got to switch over to my work computer, working on that all day, kind of, you know, having a little break when I'm cooking dinner. But then I have to turn around and, and, you know, work on my dissertation again. So it's like I'm almost never 
from out in front of a, a computer and stuff. It's like it's constant and everything. It's definitely different. With be, I've already been going on going to school virtual or whatever, so it hasn't been that different in that perspective or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely a challenge um, going to school and on even on this level during a pandemic. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think it has to do with your personality because I said to myself, I will never sit in a classroom again. Like for my EBS, <laughs> for my doctorate, like I'm not going to sit in a classroom again. Like that's not the ideal learning situation for me. I love going to Walden. I picked the days that I wanted to do my work. Everything was online. If I needed something, I could contact people. So for me, that was like the ideal situation. You know, it was mm -hmm. convenient for me. So, but for some others, you know, that may have not been the ideal situation. But for me, I thought, yes, I love this. <laughs> Definitely. I'm not going to sit in the classroom no more. Like, why? I just be on my computer. Yes. <laughs> I guess it depends on, you know, kind of your, mm -hmm. level, you know, so. Mm -hmm. How about but, you, Lakita? Definitely. Um, I love um, the online aspect. Oh, my goodness. It's very convenient, but that doesn't mean it's very, you know, time straight, you know, restraints. They're still there. If even more aggressive, I would say, um, because they're they grade a little bit. I would say even harder sometimes because again, it's like okay, you, got all time, you got all this time to do this at your own pace, quote unquote. Um, so it needs to be A plus, <laughs> um, yeah. A plus work. But uh, I definitely love the um, online aspect at the moment. Um, but again, you know, going to school during the COVID and taking care of house, kids, family, everything. Woo, you'd be like, good God Almighty. <laughs> you'd be tired. It's, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. Um, because like Evelyn said, um, and I agree, you're sort of like in the computer. That's your life. You mm -hmm. wake up, you're doing your work on the computer. If not, you're looking at the kids' work on the computer and then going back to your computer. So that's yes. basically like uh, total lifespan of life for yourself for a day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a lot. It can be overwhelming. That's why I definitely try to step away from the computer. I try, I tend, you, you all may hear me saying a lot. I love to go outside for a second, get some of that um that sunlight, <laughs> that, that natural sunlight. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Because, um, or even just riding out to get a um a slushy or just running out to pick up something through um walmart drive up somewhere you know just yeah. to get out for a second because definitely you guys if you working and this just a little i want to just throw in if you working from home then just kids school and they're here at the school at the home and then you're cooking or you're eating dinner you definitely want to get out Sometime from Monday through Friday, you want to find that time where you say, okay, you guys, let's just do curbside this week. Or, you know, let us just get in the car for a second and let's go to Target drive up or whatever your means are going to the store. Just get out for a second because it can be very stressful. In this Most definitely. And mm -hmm. I think um, one thing I wanted to just talk about real briefly is um i know that 
during this time, you know, with kids, it's a very important um, time of, of development and everything. What are you guys' thoughts on the social emotional um, learning aspect that digital learning brings? Like, because um, me, for instance, I feel like they're they're learning a new way of socializing, even though a lot of the older kids kind of socialize in this way anyway with constantly texting and FaceTiming and everything. But the little ones, you know, them being exposed to this way of interacting with each other um, at a younger age, what do you guys think about that and, and how, it, how it affects them as far as like their social emotional learning? Hmm. Well, well, you know, my take on this is I think it's very important, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person, socialization is very, very important. So mm -hmm. the reason why I say that is so, you know, there's no wrong or right way. We mentioned that earlier. But, you know, someone who's going virtual, they're going to like what socialization and if they don't have that interaction that they're used to, um, they tend to become more depressed if they're not engaging or the parents not engaging. Um, and then also um, if they're not engaged with the teacher or they feel like they're not grasping the information. Um, study have shown some have tend to go out and get into the criminal activities. So that mm -hmm. can cause a problem right there. Um, in person, that's um, another thing because, you know, you're dealing with, they're still so, social distancing, but they're not actually engaging, but they do grasp some of that um, that that engagement part, but not as mm -hmm. much. So I would say this would gear towards more of the virtual to definitely get them engaged. I would think for the virtual because, you know, because um, you're having that more face-to-face -face if you're in person, but the mm -hmm. virtual is it's totally different and, you know, more more things can come into play. So definitely get the kids. That's why I say get them out. Drive. Drive around the city and come back soon. Just get them out. Mm -hmm. Don't let them um, just stay in the house the whole time, the whole day. Yeah. What, okay. are, your, what are you all's um, feedback on? Well, on just um, um, actually in our training that we were going through today um, with our virtual, they were just talking about, you know, um communicating with the kids not just about academics um we use google hangouts and google meet so they were just talking about you know how traditionally in the classroom when we were in school you know you'd have that time in passing in the hallways where you get to know right. students hanging out at the locker we go to lunch together and you'd really have that time to interact and get to know people well now that you're virtual you know all that has been eliminated, but they just kind of talked about ways in which you can just kind of reach out to kids and just kind of ask them about their stuff, get to know them, you know, make a conscious effort to get to know each and every student um, through Messenger, meet up with them. And even if you're meeting up with them to talk about academics, take some time to talk about what's going on in their life and really just kind of make that um, teacher to student connection. And I even thought about, well, you know what, what about a virtual party with kids? I mean, I know. Mm -hmm. You know, we we do our little Zoom parties or whatever. So what if yeah. we did like some kind of Zoom kind of party with kids? Well, at least they would get some kind of, you know, interaction with their peers, even if it's, you know, 
you know, through a computer, at least they're having some kind of little social time. So just kind of thinking about those aspects um, as far as building, because that's definitely important. And that definitely came up um, mm -hmm. in our discussion about our, you know, the social and emotional, um, you know, aspect of our kids and their growth, because those are the things that, you know, um, may have, you know, just taken a back seat during the pandemic that we have to mm -hmm. focus on. You know, we got to put that back on the forefront and make sure that they're, me, you know, getting those things that they need um, in order to grow. So, yes, yeah. I know one thing my um my son's um, teacher does is she makes time for um, each of her students um, throughout the week to kind of meet for them, even meet with them, even though it's like five minutes or something, just to have that one on one time to kind of talk and check in with them. I know that that's very important. And then also one thing that she does is utilize the um, breakout rooms. So they are able to meet with, you know, some of their classmates, get to know some of their classmates, talk to them, share. And it's funny because I'm listening to these seven and eight year olds in a breakout room saying, OK, um, does anybody want to go next? <laughs> and <they're laughs> like, hey. You're a professional. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. They're like, yes, you can go uh, and everything. And I'm listening to them do that. And it's just amazing how, like I said, kids are so resilient that they can be in that setting and still mm -hmm. be able to interact and, and connect with each other. Like, I think that's the most important part is the fact that they're actually connecting with each other. Yeah. I like the idea that you mentioned about the breakout rooms. That is good. And I hope um, all schools are taking advantage of it because I was on a virtual training not too long ago and mm -hmm. they broke us out. And I was like, oh, it feels like we were like face to face almost because we were in our small groups versus, you know, the big Zoom group. Um, mm -hmm. So breaking out definitely, um, that is good. And Zoom parties, I love that. So you guys, mm -hmm. those are some great tips, you guys. I hope yes. let's take advantage of these, uh, especially <laughs> like I said, technology is advancing and it's only going to go up. So yes. we, what they say, get on or, or get left behind and we no child left behind in this season. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, so our closing topic, each one of us can have like a minute or so okay. to answer this question. Looking forward, what is this moment teaching us? And since Trina, you are our guest, you can go first. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so what is this moment teaching us? Oh, yeah. man. Um. It's teaching me so much. <laughs> I mean, I, I could tell you, you're talking about this little 30 minute moment. What is this moment teaching us right here? No, I just, no, just in general. I just, I think that, you know, this moment is really teaching me that how important it is to just engage with others and hear the different perspectives of other people. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's so easy to, you know, be on your own track and think about things the way you think about things like me think about things the way a teacher would think about things but to hear you guys as parents and your concerns as parents like that kind of opens my eyes to you, you know how things are holistically you know from mm -hmm. everyone's perspective so definitely engaging in, in conversation just just helps to open my eyes to you know what everyone's dealing with and 
you know, but at the end of the day, we're all going to get through this. You know, we're, yeah. we're a team, you know, we're together. We, we've got the same common goal. We want to see our kids be successful. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's just great to engage with great professionals like yourself and, you know, just try to be helpful to others and be inspired by you guys. So, yes, that's what I would think. Okay. Yes. How about you, Nikita? Um, well, just looking forward, um, it's just teaching, I believe, <sighs> a little bit about myself, ourselves personally, and also, again, I know we've mentioned this um, once before, just learning more about um, the children that's around us, our kids, whoever that's in our circle, um, mm -hmm. learning their strength, learning their weakness, learning um, things that they need to work on, things we need to work on as a whole, holistically, uh, as a family unit, um, and also how we can build and um, you know, move forward. So definitely um, looking at everything um, as a building block. How about you, Evelyn? Okay, I know, building blocks. I like that. <laughs> so I would say that this moment is teaching me right now that not only are my kids resilient, but I'm resilient as well. Um, it's teaching me that I am creative um, because I set their little spaces up and they are ready to go or whatever. And then also just teaching that, you know, like Trina said before, just being being flexible and mm -hmm. being able to, you know, engage with people in different ways, but also be able to support my kids in their new way of learning. And, and just, like I said, preparing myself mentally and physically, but then also spiritually. I think that this this moment has also um, increased my faith in things because it's allowed me to be able to tap into um, what God has set in front of us. But then also because I'm telling you that first day when it seemed <laughs> like everything was, was resetting like we, like the whole district woke up to like a, a, dis, a district wide reset, but I had to tap into, you know, saying, OK, this is happening right now, but we have to continue to try to log in any way that we can um, communicate with the teachers and be able to uh, work with it because they're trying the best that they ha they can do. And we're trying the best that we can do. So, you know, overall, it's just it, this moment has has taught us taught me that we are stronger than we think yeah. we are and then some <laughs> so yes that's what this moment has yeah. taught us yes so i, I yeah. want to employ to everyone that's out there parents students you can do this we can do this. We're here for each other. So never feel like you're left alone because, again, there's somebody out there that's dealing with the same thing. So let us network. Let us grab our arms and let's pull this thing into upward. Upward yes. momentum. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, again, Trina, thank you for coming and having this wonderful yeah. discussion with us. We appreciate you coming. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this. this yes. <laughs> yes, it's a lot of fun and everything. Yeah. And I'm, like I said, we appreciate you coming on um, and everything. 
So with that being said, you have been listening and, and viewing um, 30 Minute Moment Podcast with Evelyn and Lakita and Trina. Um, so yeah. stay tuned to our next live. And also you'll be able to listen to these podcasts um, on various listening platforms that we will post in the comments and everything. But be looking for us um, for next time. And thank you for coming and bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.